Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to see it. Arizona Coyotes shut out the Minnesota Wild. Nick Bukestad scores a hat trick. Clayton Keller almost scores a hat trick. So much to talk about in this one. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes post-game show. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig. We got Petey from home. We have Danielle behind the Mac. What a win, you guys. What a response. That's that's my first reaction after watching that Calgary game and all that we said, all the all the shade that we threw their way after that Calgary game. You needed your top guys to respond. You needed your entire team to respond tonight, but you needed your leaders to lead the way. And that happened tonight. And we can dive into the details of that. But that's that's my overall takeaway. They responded. They needed to respond. And they did in a big way. Yeah, and for me, it's all about the first period. And, you know, that first period, they played straight ahead. They played hard towards the net. They got pucks on net. They defended better. They gave up left, left less chances in the, in the first period, but they got towards the net. And, and it's one thing summed it up for me. Clayton Keller, remember the play we I, I just rode up and carved him for yesterday where he mm-hmm. carried it all the way up to the blue line, shut off a space, and they were down 20 seconds in? Similar play, first shift tonight. Instead of coming up to the point, he brought the puck to the middle of the ice, and, and he shot the puck towards the net. G- granted, did not create a scoring chance. It didn't, but he put it, his thought process was getting the puck toward the net. And right then I know, okay, tonight's different. And, and everybody, their feet were on their toes and they're moving forward. The only thing, and I'll get this out of the way right now, because I am going to be a little bit negative, put my coach's hat on. I wouldn't be happy with the last 30 minutes of that game. I, I, I thought there was there were too many turnovers. I thought the defensive zone breakdowns were there and they relied way too heavily on their goaltender in the last 30 minutes. Having said that, they were up 5 nothing at the time. And it's a lot easier to do that when you're up five nothing. It's hard to keep your foot on the gas when you're already through the finish line. So, by the way, I just made that up just now. I kind of liked it. Um, so I, I think that there will be some things that the coaches will say as this team prepares for Calgary. But but the first period was was fantastic. They did everything right. The first period was was glorious, and they got to the net. And hopefully, the most important thing is they need to carry that over um, to the next game on Monday. Amen. They need to win that Tuesday. game. Petey. They have to yeah. win that game in Calgary. It's not okay to have this one. you got to beat Calgary after what they did to you in your own building and because of the situation in the West. They, the way they started off that game tonight, though, we haven't seen a first period like that from the Coyotes, and I can't tell you how long. We are so used to sitting here and watching the Coyotes get scored against first, <laughs> not score in the first period. Like It's, it's almost... At this point, we're conditioned to that. So when not only did they score first, score in the first period, but score three goals in the first period, you think, oh, my God, what is this team like? Where did the Coyotes go? What have you done with them? And it was a pleasant it was a pleasant change of pace. Um, and they held on to that and they just kept piling on. And I and I like that. I like that they're 
no quit obviously you know pd saw some things that he didn't like but connor ingram who we'll talk a ton about tonight he when when they made some mistakes he stood strong in net for them he had an unbelievable performance tonight so i mean all around this is one of those games where it was the right response from a really bad last loss and hopefully they can carry some stuff forward but there's a lot to like about this who scored the first goal tonight PD. Alex yeah. Kerfoot. That's right. Did did we have some content on Alex Kerfoot? Is there? A I think someone wrote a story. About? I yeah. think someone wrote would, a story. Would you call it the Morgan. I, I couldn't come up with no. a better. I needed alliteration, and I couldn't come yeah. up with it because I'm not very yeah. smart. So someone for come the, up with an alliteration for a Craig. Thank Morgan you. Yeah, bump. yeah. For the the Morgan bump is just. Yeah. I've never the seen Morgan Craig bump. so excited about something. Like, the Morgan the bump. bump sounds like a disease that you picked up after Australia. Buddy. Morgan right is oh, is that terminal? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not the Morgan bump. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, but you're right. Somebody said somebody wrote an article about him about how he can do a little bit of everything, and he did today. But but let's say that Morgan that pass that pass from from Clayton Keller. Oh my God! Yeah, that was phenomenal. And and, and it's funny. And I know I, I wish we we had the benefit of video and and you. What Clayton Keller did to create that play down to Kerfoot, he's cutting to the middle of the ice and he's thinking shot because he's Clayton Keller. So he's thinking shot. He doesn't have the shot and he waits till Middleton stick, Middleton stick. And when you watch the replay on Twitter, the five stick is in the lane. Can't get to Kerfoot, can't get to Kerfoot. And the second his stick moves, pass is gone and it's on a stick and it's in the net. Like that's an unbelievable touch and awareness of what's going on in the ice by Clayton Keller. That's an all-star. I mean, yeah, that plays and as long as we're talking about Clayton Keller, let's let's go further with that. Like we, we talked about, we talked a lot about Matt Dumba's mistakes in the last game and his, his tough run here and going back to Minnesota, all that. But, you know, right off the top, PD, I know you mentioned it on the show and you, you just mentioned it a little while ago. Clayton Keller made the play that maybe set the tone for that entire Calgary game. He came to play tonight. It was clear that he came to play tonight. That's a good sign. What when you're when you're one of your team's best players, arguably your team's best player, and you have an off night like that, you need to lead the way. I really, really liked Clayton Keller's game tonight. Yeah, offensively he was outstanding, and again he didn't cause any problems on the defensive end. And he's a different player when he plays with that little edge. And 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 I think what happened against Calgary is he kind of got he slid back into that old Clayton Keller. We were playing slow, and he was pulling up, and he was tying, he was making plays at the top of the zone instead of attacking. Today he was attacking, and he he looked fantastic. He was on his toes. He was skating well. He's moving the puck extremely well. The breakaway is an unbelievable move. And you look at his numbers tonight: two goals, one assist, three points. He's plus two and more importantly six shots on goal attempts six attempts three on goal so yeah you know there were so many candidates for the top player in the game tonight and keller's one of them yeah oh oh, but i guess we have to get to the other one don't we it was unavoidable that we were going to talk about (laughs) at some point i've never seen pd get tagged discord and twitter in my entire life than tonight did you know did you know that Nick Bukestad is from Minnesota? I, I read that somewhere. Vaguely familiar with that fact. Yeah. <laughs> Vaguely Bukestad, familiar with that. Yeah. Someone said in the chat, he now owns XL Energy Center. Oh, wow. Um, goes to his hometown, scores a hat trick. Wow. Unbelievable. After having eight shots on goal in the last game against Calgary, um, three of them finally, to quote Tyson Nash, found the back of the net. Um, and Nick Bugstad, what a performance in his home state. 
Hey, and you know what? What his he again leads the team tonight with seven shots on goal, and, and what he did tonight is what this team needs to do. They, he drives the blue paint. He goes to the net hard. Like that one just goes up. The one the cross pass goes goes through the crease just hits him. You know, just hits a stick. He 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 plays the game the right way. Um, maybe he might not be the fastest guy. I'm, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll say it. But boy, does he play the game the right way. Both ends of the ice, he plays it aggressively. He plays it fair. He stands up for his teammates. Um, this was this was a really good homecoming for Nick Bugstead. And, and you could see the relief and the, the joy and happiness on his face when he got the hat trick. I mean, he's still like a little kid. And, and that's exciting to see someone be able to do that. And I'm sure he had friends and family in the building. I honestly, I was thrilled for him because going back to your the rink, you know, where you first of all you watch games played and your family's there. It's it can be stressful in a high pressure situation. He answered the bell. He was absolutely outstanding. And now, just like I said before, he needs to carry it forward. He that's two good games where he's putting numbers and shots on net. Continue to play the same way. It's a, it's a huge night for Nick Bugstead, the Minnesota native. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Well, let's take a look at the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union. I like that place. Named by Forbes. Yeah, Craig loves it. Uh, shots on goal. Minnesota ended up outshooting the Coyotes 38 to 33. Again, just speaks to Connor Ingram's performance, which we'll get to. Coyotes power play really found success tonight. Two for three on the power play, that perfect goal, and one of the beef static goals, both on the power play. Minnesota, on the other hand, 0 for three. By the way, saw some penalty kill time. Uh, Gunther and Cooley both time on the PK tonight, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Minnesota had 73 shot attempts and the Coyotes had 53 shot attempts tonight, but just in all other areas of the game, the, the ones that you can't put down on paper, the Coyotes dominated in. Yeah. I, I don't know when we're going to get to Connor Ingram, but I, I know PD had a scouting report on this. I, I was curious how, how they performed according to PD scouting report, but we yeah. should, we should probably talk about Connor Ingram a little bit right now because he kind of got swept under the rug in this game because, yeah. because well, Nick Bugstad is from Minnesota. That's why he got swept under the rug. <laughs> That's a fair and point. Clayton Keller also scored two goals tonight. Uh, but Connor Ingram, 38 saves. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Randomly I just, had an accent. Random Eastern European accent by yeah, Craig Clayton Morgan. Keller. In um, Morgan after dark. <laughs> buddy, we talked about this in the last game against Calgary. I was, I was surprised. Connor Ingram didn't start that game after his performance yeah. against Boston, in which he had some absurd saves. What do you think now? They got to well, ride him, don't they? Have to. If, 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 first of all, I agree with you. The Boston Bruin, he was the better goaltender. You, you see how Veggie started that game off. Hey, Veggie had a little hot streak there. The better goaltender for this entire season has been Connor Ingram, period. And and his he, his calmness tonight, the Coyotes win the first period, and and I think that's what put them over the edge tonight. It was three nothing after one, but I tell you what, if you just watch the second and the third period, it, this is the Connor Ingram show. He made thirty saves in two periods, and, and they were phenomenal saves. They were the and and again, sorry, I hit the mic there, but again, he is just so calm, and it never looked like oh my gosh, he's out of place. It never looked like oh my gosh, we're in trouble. She's like. Uh, I got this. It's almost like he's playing against kids. It's like, oh, I got it. Like, I don't know if he breaks a sweat. Like, his calmness in the net just it just sparks his teammates. It, yeah. It's he has to play. I mean, there there is no doubt after a shutout performance like that, and you look at the the previous game he played against Boston where he was lights out. He has to play against Calgary. Like, there's just zero question. 
it's a must win too. So as we said, but go ahead. Con- Connor Ingram now the NHL leader in shutouts ahead of Who? Demko, Tristan Jari. What? Connor Ingram five right. shutouts this season um and by the, the way all star right thank you flow and discord for oh. deleting your message because that's the reason why he got this done uh stops all 38 shots on goal tonight just an unreal performance from connor ingram who deserves his flowers and we'll talk later in the show about the all-star situation mm. um sa- save that for later uh but but connor ingram was a huge reason why not only the coyotes won this game but won it by the margin that they did for sure um, well, PD, let's take a look at your scouting report and see, as Craig mentioned, let's see how the Coyotes did. And I know it was a little tongue in cheek here, the good start, because it's been so bad. The first periods have been horrific for this team, and it, they were 20 seconds in before they behind and literally lost the game in the first eight minutes against Calgary. This game was completely opposite, and you saw what an effort they had in the first period. They out, they outshot them, they outscored them, they were just better, and everything went towards the net. Clearly, they got that one right. No turnovers. I, you know what? I'd love to say they, they nailed that one. They nailed it for about 30 minutes, and then you saw some of the weaknesses come back into the game having said that you have a five goal lead and those mistakes creep in and you know what you look at Clayton Keller who led this team he still only had 15 minutes of ice time so they didn't play those players all the time so I'm giving that an even and score off the rush but buddy like I don't know if you saw a guy named Nick Bugstead Minnesota native off the rush and Clayton <laughs> Keller off the rush this is what happens to a team that's depleted with their two best defensive defensemen and, and it's more yeah, than the truth them being out of the lineup for Minnesota, they were in complete disarray. But but that that point was more about them missing their two top defensemen, and clearly the Coyotes checked that one off the box. And Leah, when you get two out of three, it's like two and a half, cool. isn't it? It's a Coyote. It's two and a half. It's yeah. two and a half. And I and I think that first period was mistake free. I I, I think that it, that those mistakes crept in later, and I and I can't really say that they were, you know, they 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 had of any consequence because of the way Ingram was playing. But but it was much much better. They they just did things right tonight against a really bad hockey team. And this Minnesota hockey team is an absolute mess. Do you know what the only thing that isn't a mess for the Minnesota Wild hockey team right now? Is those sweaters. I tell you, as a kid growing up in northern Minnesota, I saw the number seven, Brock Faber. Brock Faber. the roof for those listening those, on audio. I love the North Stars jerseys. I'm so Buddy. happy. Brock Faber and that number seven, if he didn't look like Neil Broughton round in the net, I don't know. And and then, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury's mask is the old Gilles Malache mask from when it, it was the oh, first buddy. one that had the cage built into the fiberglass. And you're like, oh, my God, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Love, love, love them. Go yep. back to them full time. I'm all on board. Only thing the Minnesota Wild did right tonight is their sweaters. Completely agree. And I, I was like, as long as we're going down memory lane, I was – I was seeing the full team brawl between the North Stars and the Blackhawks in which the goalies fought and Denny Savard saw, uh, fought Dino Cicerelli. That was a memory I had tonight. <laughs> That's great. I, I miss that old, that old black and blue Norris division. I miss the it. Chat, so Nick and Amanda don't like the jerseys. Oh, I love those jerseys. <gasps> they don't like the wild jerseys? Maybe they didn't have that fond memories of growing up in the cold Minnesota winters. Yeah, probably not. You know what else went right for the Coyotes tonight? They got a video Call right. Uh, in, in fact, Hunter Charity is four and zero on video uh, recalls this uh, reviews this season. 
which makes me wonder, is this the best single season performance by a video coach in Coyotes history? I don't know. It very well, maybe. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. I'm, I, I, th- that's a good call. It's a really good goaltender. Goaltender interference calls are, are difficult to make, and, and there's a lot of pressure. I liked that call. I thought that was an easier one to make. The one surprised me. Hunter, I great job, but I'm surprised Minnesota Wild didn't challenge that one when the stick got caught up in, in uh, Bugstad's mm. foot. I, I am surprised because it happened when he moved across the crease and it got caught up in a stick and that created the goal. I, I, I'm going to check in with their video guy tomorrow, let that one sink in, and I'll check in with the Minnesota's video guy and see what the thought was there. But I thought that could have been a call. So Hunter Turney now 4-4 four, four and 4-0. Uh, oh. mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yep. I don't know if I ever went clean through a whole season. <laughs> I don't think I did. I know. that's. In fact, I asked Coyotes Media Relations if they ever had an undefeated season on video reviews and they're they're looking into it pd so i'll let you know PD, <laughs> they shouldn't look past. into it they shouldn't look into it those i think those <laughs> records those records don't exist they left them in glendale arena they they're, don't exist didn't happen oh my goodness. history oh boy all right well we've talked about a lot of guys with great performances tonight bugstad keller ingram i also want to highlight that sean dersey had two assists tonight jack mcbain had two assists jason zucker had two assists you can go you can go down the list this was a great team game there were so many guys who were candidates for the desert dog and him tonight um sincerely we like it went back and forth but this is one where no, it didn't well it went back and forth on discord <laughs> yeah it did but, but there was never a doubt I mean, Petey, I'll let you name our, our dog. Buddy, there was never a doubt with this one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Seriously, once the second goal. 38 second shutout performance? No. Yeah. It was nice, but like, it was not. It was <laughs> nice. Yeah, good job. Good job. Minnesota. The all-star voting fans also thought that. But we'll you took that. over the, the the lead in the NHL and shutouts. Who cares? It's <laughs> the Minnesota native Nick Budstek with his second career hat trick. He has... That desert dog in him. Nick Woo! Pukestad. What the heck? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's some vibes, happening here? some vibes going on in the studio <laughs> tonight. That sounded way worse Yeah, than we almost took out the camera. Wow. <laughs> Leah takes that out. That's taken right out of your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Nick Pukestad, Minnesota guy. Uh, that was a no-brainer. Uh, really happy for him and Petey. PD is especially yeah, we're happy, happy for you because too, PD, PD puts yeah. in a vote for Bugstad for a dog every single day. I do, but now, he deserves it on most nights, doesn't he? he? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, does everything right. Historical records. We should we should go back with, for the votes for Desert Dog in him and see how, how that stacks up every every <laughs> time. PD every, says woof, 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 woof. he does everything right. Oh he my does. gosh! I bet you he also banks at Desert Financial Credit Union because that's where all the because I allow it. Yes. <laughs> That's where all the bougie people bang. That's right. Well, you know, it's Nick's true. Got a, Nick's got a little flair to him too. I'll give him. Yeah, I'm sure he, he does. I, he's, you know what? He's, he's sophisticated. He has like dad energy. He has responsible energy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna make sure that the financial future of himself and his family are secured, and he's gonna do that at Desert Financial Credit Union because they've been around for more than 84 years. They're Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, and Craig Banks there. That's mm-hmm. really all you need to know. So. Right now, when all you, the best people do, actually, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Right now, when you open a free checking account online, you can get $200 in bonuses. So that's pretty much a no-brainer. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com/slash 200. If you show my ID, you get some special deals. I don't <laughs> want to reveal them on the show, though. Okay. And once you put all your money in the bank, you need to go grab yourself some beer. And I hope Four Peaks sponsors the Coyotes. <laughs> 
um, their plane and on their way to Calgary right now. I hope they're popping themselves some kilt lifters because they earned them tonight. And by the way, while you're getting beer, get the newest beer because it's a new year. Get the Bad Birdie Juicy Golden Ale, a collaboration between Four Peaks and Bad Birdie. It's super drinkable and the perfect companion at the tea box or in your fridge. And you know where you're not golfing? Minnesota and or Iowa and or Missouri and anywhere or Calgary. But here. Yeah, just pretty much here. So the, the, thank goodness for four peaks. I know I had, I might have had a couple at home. I know you guys were in the studio today, but I was at home, so I didn't. I was able to, to partake in a couple prior to the show tonight. And visit fourpeaks.com/locator to find all your favorite beers and events. Check out at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest in Arizona hometown brewery. You must be twenty-one or older to drink Four Peaks. Please enjoy responsibly. The Coyotes could really use Four Peaks landing in Calgary. It is negative 25 Fahrenheit there right now. So you definitely want to numb the senses before you get off that plane. <laughs> it is, there is nothing worse. And, and you know, here, I'm going to take everybody, you know, how we, we pulled the curtain back. Craig's been there. So the plane lands. It's now two in the morning, two thirty in the morning. You're tired. You're worn out. You just want to get back to your hotel. That's all you want. You want to get to the hotel. Been a horrifically long day. The game's over. Want to get to your hotel. And you step off that plane and, and the, the, the cold weather just bites you right in the rear end. And it is so cold. And you have to go grab your suitcase from the back of the plane. Like they set it outside in the snow. And you got to go grab it. And everybody's just freezing, pulling on their hats and gloves. And you get on the bus. And some jackass from Canada says, oh, God's country. Welcome back to God's country. Hey, buddy, <laughs> if, if that's God's country, he's got a freaking winter place here in Scottsdale. Because he ain't there. <laughs> Because he ain't there right now. Hey, don't want to break it to you, buddy, trip. but God left here a long time ago. <laughs> Jesus, happens every trip. Every trip, some guy you know doesn't have a jacket on, no gloves oh, or hat. Oh, man. this is great. No, bullshit. You, you know what else? Like, I, I don't want to complain about being a media member because we're, we're the last in the pecking order, as we should be, right? But you're, you're waiting for your bag. you got to wait for all the coaches, the players. Pretty much everybody else gets their bags before <laughs> you get your bags true. and get on the media shuttle, which is always just a little bit farther than the player shuttle. Away. It is <laughs> farther away. It's true. Dying by the time you get it's there. It's true. Yeah. And then when you get to the hotel, the, the media guys, there's two buses or two a, a bus and a shuttle. Shuttle, the bus and the players are all first in the lobby. They all get their keys first. They all get the waters and snacks and apples and all those things first. And the media guys are last. And there's some of them are right by the door where it's opening and closing and free. <laughs> yeah. And I remember one time, this is awful. I know this is way off the rails of Minnesota, but we landed. This exact thing happened in Edmonton, Alberta. It is three o'clock in the morning and it is colder than hell outside. And everybody's tired and grumpy. And Jim O'Neill, the team security guy, <laughs> Is he, he waits to all the players and everybody's up in the elevators and everybody's up in the elevators now except the media people. He took all the media keys that are all in little envelopes off the desk. He took them and he threw them up in the air and goes, "Wee!" That's <laughs> fantastic. And, That's and, and fantastic. the keys come flying out of the envelopes and everybody's sitting there at three in the morning, freezing and grumpy, and all the keys are scattered along the floor and you don't know which one's which. I, that yeah. is a bad night. Yeah, but that's Jimmy O'Neill, and that's it's Jimmy. That's, Jimmy didn't. Jimmy had a good night. He had his key. Yeah, he was already exactly. in bed. Exactly. Sort of all. Someday, someday, buddy. Okay, will, back to uh, hockey. The Jimmy O'Neill story. Oh my god! I already have my lead. Um. All right, we have a super chat from John who said, "With it positively balmy in Minneapolis compared to Calgary, and the next game not until Tuesday. Why are they flying tonight?" 
the biggest reason they do that is they when they plan this schedule they plan it at the beginning of the season like this this is done in july once the season comes out they book their hotels they book their planes and the thought process is to get to the next city as soon as possible you can get acclimated you can get your rest you can get up in the morning do your practice there are some cities where they stay over but they plan it ahead of time based on sleep and what time you're going to arrive in certain cities this time they're flying from east to west so you actually gain that hour back so they're going to get a little earlier so they want to get there as soon as possible they didn't know the weather when they booked those plans to make those kind of changes uh, on spur of the moment is incredibly costly because you're talking about a plane a staff and all the hotel rooms have already been booked and the likelihood of being able to keep those rooms in minneapolis is slim and it has happened where snow weather or something has made the team stay in a city and craig has been there when when you get stuck in different hotels and it's not the the fancy ones they're used to yeah yeah Oy. that's why but there's the answer all right we will uh, veer back to game talk after weather talk. This game was officially the halfway point of the Coyote season, game 41. The Coyotes are now 8-9-2 and two on the road, which is one more win on the road than they had. Can you believe All that already? All of last season, in the first half, they've already out won on the road. That was one of the bullet points that Bill Armstrong laid out on me at media day before this, before we ever went to Australia, when asking, what do you want to see this season? That was one of the things he pointed out. I want to see... Better play on the road. We were, they, I think he said they weren't a very good team. They were the league's worst team on the road last season. They already, they're, they're one game under 500 on the road, which is crazy to talk about. Yeah, it's 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 something they needed to improve on. Unfortunately, Craig, their amazing home record were in the top ten uh, last season. That is not um, all because no, of this last home. All because of this last tonight. home stand. We're not yeah. talking. About no, but this tonight. is good. Their 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 road play is it's a big improvement. It's great, and and I think that unfortunately they put themselves in a little bit of a hole here. They need to continue that streak. And yep. I said this is the building that was tough for them to play in Minnesota. Traditionally, if you saw some of the numbers before how they've performed in that building, it's not been good. But I tell you what, I would love to play the Minnesota Wild in a seven-game series tomorrow because they're <laughs> an absolute mess right now. From from any, I know there's a few injuries, but that that team's got a lot bigger problems than injuries right now. I don't know what the heck is going on there. Yeah, but there's they problems. Got, I mean, they got Kaprizov to back tonight. They got Gustafson back tonight. A yeah, couple guys back Gustafson, in the line. Gustafson five goals allowed on 18 shots. Oof. Oops. Yeah, so there's there's a mess of brewing there in in Minneapolis or in St. Paul. I, I don't know. Well, they, they, luck, they lucky for the Coyotes. Up. Lucky for the Coyotes and, and, because they capitalize. Like they they didn't. I mean, we saw it with Calgary. This team, Coyotes have lost to teams worse than them, so they didn't allow that to happen. And they made a statement in doing so. And yes, I just mentioned Gustafson didn't have his best night. Probably tough for him coming back in the lineup um, with that, but. Like they really took advantage of their mistakes. They took advantage of their frustration. You know, the, the Wild took a lot of unnecessary penalties and the Coyotes capitalized on that as well. Um, and this comes after the Coyotes were outshot 9-1 um, in the first period of their five-game homestand. And then they come and score three goals in the first. And that all started even with Nick Schmaltz ringing a shot off the post in just the first minute of the game. When that happened, I thought, oh, we're in for one. Liam O'Brien drops the gloves in the first few minutes. Cooley had a, a few really good chances in the first few minutes. And then Alex Kerfoot, you know, capitalizing on that first power play, got things going. And then obviously the Nick Bukestad hat trick 
followed. Um, just a great performance. Also want to give an acknowledgement, Clayton Keller, that third period goal was his 150th career goal. So a really cool milestone for Clayton Keller, who now has the ninth most points in franchise history with mm. that point. And, and he tied the team lead in goals with 17. So he and Lawson Krauss are now tied at 17 goals apiece for the team lead as well. So there you go. Great win. Fernando Super Chat says, Yotes needed this boy howdy blowout. Hi from Texas. Boy howdy. Fernando, hey, I hope you're in a part of Texas that is not going to get like frozen over tonight. Yeah, because Dallas is looking at bad weather. Arizona, did you, we've talked so much about weather tonight, but do you know that Arizona is the only state in the in the U.S. right now that doesn't have a weather advisory in the in the continental U.S. Happy to be at here. least. Happy to be here. Huh. It's brutal right now. The, the temperatures are just crazy everywhere. Believe Happy to be living in Arizona. You know we've what been happens? Complaining. We've been complaining about the cold here. I'm but. not. I love it. I it's, love being but, it's not we're, we're talking about cold. When when Nick Bukestag goes to Minnesota. Nick Butestead doesn't get cold. The cold gets Nick Butestead. Oh my God. Here we go. It's like Chuck Norris jokes, <laughs> Nick Butestead <laughs> edition. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about uh, the. the I want to talk Craig's about. Speechless. Craig is speechless, which is incredibly rare, by the way. I want to talk about the lineup changes tonight. We saw uh, the Coyotes go with 11 7. Josh Brown was back for the first time in a month. The last time he played was December 11th in Buffalo. Valamaki remains scratch. Carcone was a healthy scratch tonight. Mm -hmm. What are you guys' thoughts on some of these lineup shuffles? I was surprised, honestly, that they went 11-7 tonight. I didn't expect that. After what we saw at practice, too, right, Petey? Mm -hmm. I, you know what, though? One of the things the 11-7 does give them the ability to do, and, and it showed tonight, is it allowed them to rotate forwards in. And you could see Clayton Keller got extra time. Um, Nick Bukestead, surprisingly, he took a lot of extra time with with O'Brien and Zucker. So I think it allows them to have some of the players that are going to play in that spot. And the other thing I thought it really allowed them to do is to get um, Josh Brown back in the lineup and without having him play major minutes. And I think it was important for him to get in the lineup. He has to play at some point. It's really hard to continue to watch. And some, you hate to say it, somebody's going to get hurt eventually, and you're going to have to get in the lineup, and you can't just sit there. So he played He played under six minutes tonight. 558, um, the, yep. The, the, fight, the fight was good for him to be engaged like that. <laughs> um, I, I think that playing 11-7 allows you that. I like 12-6. I'd rather play 12-6. I'd rather, if I had to be on a bench, I want 12-6. But tonight, I understood some of the reasons why, and I thought it worked. Yeah. Um, Andre's been talking for a while about wanting to get Josh back in the lineup, so you understand that Yusuf Alimaki is still out of the lineup. Um, and, and as long as we're talking about the blue line, Matt Dumba was fine tonight. He, I thought he played a simple game tonight, which is kind of who they need Matt Dumba to be. Yeah, but didn't you think that's when he ran into the trouble in the first 15 games? Is is I think Matt Dumbo was trying to be everything for this team, and he just he can't. Like, just be yourself. Just and, and sometimes being himself, just like you said, play simple, off the glass and out. Make the simple play. And, and don't over – his mistakes were over-exuberant mistakes. He was going to, to areas he shouldn't. He was, he was pushing the puck too hard in the defensive zone. He was going at people too fast. Sometimes you just got to stop and slow down and let the game come to you. And I thought he did a much better job of that tonight. I did think he was better tonight. And when we say he's better, he jumps out at you when he's not. 
and, yeah. and with the turnovers and his poor defensive reads, he really jumps out. And so if you don't notice Matt Dumba, that's a good game for Matt Dumba. And, and you can look at his numbers today and he comes across no minuses. Good, good for him. And I think it was important. I don't know if I, I was flipping back and forth between the middle Minnesota broadcast and, and they did a nice tribute and they showed the whole thing on the Minnesota broadcast. It was really touching and really nice for his return there. So um, I, I think it was important for him to play really well in that, in that game and his return to Minnesota. He yeah. logged 20 minutes and 48 seconds tonight, which was tops among Coyotes defensemen tonight. So yeah, Andre put him, him out there, trusted him tonight. Yeah. yeah, they also did a nice tribute on the Coyotes broadcast in the intermission about uh, the charitable work that Matt Dumba did in Minnesota. And they had an interview with Dumba and Zucker as well, which was oh cool. Yeah, it was cool to see. And I think a, a 10 season guy you get a video tribute yeah, <laughs> like that yeah. we can you get and, you get and, that and as you mentioned too just an unbelievable human being yeah. too all the work that he did. Yeah. it's not you know we talk about sometimes we overblow or teams overblow maybe the charity work that, that certain players do matt dunn mm-hmm. was one of those guys that's like if you ask the people that run those those events uh you know the, the community events He's going to be a Hall of Fame guy in, the, in their minds. He's the guy that was always there for them, you know. <laughs> Wildly Coyotes kind of, he kind of told me there, how, how can you have a minus when the goalie gets a shutout? <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Tips. <laughs> PD with his math again. <laughs> Way to go, PD. And by, by the way, lots of guys tonight with Minnesota tie-ins, whether it be Dumba, Bukestad, Zucker, Cooley, um, his Cooley. first time playing in Minnesota since his college days. You have to imagine there's a lot of money on the board tonight. In, yeah, uh, in there Minnesota. had to be some money on the board tonight yeah the trainers are happy right now <laughs> all right well let's take a look at the coyotes upcoming schedule um calgary we mentioned that's going to be a must Huge. win now after getting kind of embarrassed by them six two at home a chance to to avenge that game then it's on to vancouver which is going to be tough vancouver is a really good team uh and then back home again and oh my god what a turnaround by the way an 8 p.m arizona time it'll be seven for them but come back then a 1 p.m. matinee like, through customs. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's such a classic this Coyote a, schedule yeah, right there. That's really just come from a Canadian city, come through customs after a late start, and then play an afternoon game on Saturday. They won't get home till six in the morning. Like that's just stupid. Yep. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I think I, ASU might, may play at home. That may be part of it. So, but. Yeah. That's we, 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 lo- we, Sunday. we love a matinee. Like, yeah, I'm all in for that. Yeah, one. I, I do. I, I admit. And by the way, since since the Canucks are uh, coming up, I might as well say this because he's coming on the show. Yeah. We know this. On the audio only pod next week, we're going to have former Coyote, Connor Garland. Connor Garland. So, really looking forward to that. Always great chatting That'd with be, Connor Garland. He's, that'd be fun. He's, one, he's, he's on the all interview team uh, all time. Oh, yeah, Coyote, for sure. Opinion. Yep. Yeah, so look at, look forward to that and be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or wherever else because we have been dropping audio-only episodes uh, that you'll want to check out. Coyotes, this was a big win. Um, still upset about the 1-4 and four homestand, and I think, I think it was Roaring Fork actually in our Discord who mentioned it that the one frustration about this one tonight is kind of like where was this in the five game homestand because yeah. the Coyotes lost a ton of ground in the standings. Um, you know, this was a big win tonight. They pull ahead of Calgary in points now. They're at 44, neck and neck with St. Louis. St. Louis um, lost in overtime tonight to the Bruins. So. Yep. But Seattle and Edmonton simply cannot lose. Edmonton's won 10 straight. The Kraken have won nine straight. 
uh, Nashville continues to hold that first wild card spot. So the Coyotes are fifth in the wild card race. Um, it, it's a tight race still, but there's really no nights off here uh, in this stretch of the season. And these games, especially against teams like Calgary and Nashville next week, are crucial, crucial games in the standings for the Coyotes. Must wins, I think. Must wins. It's crazy to say that when you're just past the midpoint of the season. But again, the old, the proverbial four-point game, those are four-point games. And with the way those two teams that you just mentioned are playing right now, you better get on a heater because you could be left behind. You could be left in the dust very quickly here. They're going to cool off at some point, I assume. But good God, I, 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 was, I was asking Leah this, and I, I'm sure NHL stats could tell us. I wonder if there have been two teams in the NHL that had concurrent 10-game winning streaks. It's just crazy. If Seattle wins one more, they'll both be 10-plus in winning streaks. That's insane to have two teams that hot at the same time. Yeah, there's two in the East that, uh, I don't know, did Florida win? Like, Florida was doing the same thing in the East. It's amazing right now what's going on in the NHL. And, and it's, they lost. It's, uh, they did lose. Yeah. Um, it, it is amazing. And that's one of the reasons the Coyotes, that that, that homestand is so so crushing, is they that the teams around them are so good. If they weren't so good, then the Coyotes would be okay. They might even be still in that second wild card, if not for Seattle Edmonton playing absolute lights out it by the way it's the their franchise records and win streaks for both of them i know seattle's been around for a couple of years but that's edmonton's career at, at nine like that's phenomenal yeah. so I, I this road trip as it goes on calgary we've talked about how important that win is it, they have to win that game it has to be connor ingram they have to play the same way and, and you have to play a good road game meaning what they did tonight you got to be simple you got to quit playing the foo-foo on your, you know, hey, look how fancy we are. Get the puck to the net. Play yeah. hard. Just play up and down the ice for 200 feet and with a little chip on your shoulder. And then Vancouver, whew, that that team is so good. Yeah, I mean, I rolling. got a chance to watch them. They're fast. They're strong. They get to the net well. Man, they have a lot of skill. Their goaltender's as good as there is in the league right now. Oh, boy. They're going to have their hands full. That's why it's imperative that you get a win against Calgary. You mentioned it in passing, but both Edmonton and Se- Seattle set franchise records for longest winning streaks. It's incredible. It's particularly incredible when you're talking about the Edmonton yeah, Oilers. What? And yeah, the key years. Like, really? Yes. Wow. So, wow. Like, Seattle, it's like, yeah, anything yeah, you do yeah. is a record yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, and fair. Nick, Nick, Shelby had asked in the chat, Nick already answered, but they these two teams do play each other Thursday. So, if the streaks continue on, someone's will end Thursday at the very least. So we will see. Um, We're going to take a look at the punch card early because we have a really fun last segment planned. So, Danielle, we have a really exciting thing in our punch card tonight. It's a Connect 5! A Connect 5? Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Um, Holy cow. Yeah, that's awesome. The, The middle... Hey, I like that it's straight down the middle, too, for symmetry, and also straight down the middle on the middle win, the 41st game, halfway through the punch card, officially. We're halfway through the season, and there's a chance we could go the entire row all the way down to 82. On a win. Wow. Yeah, if you're betting, if you're betting on the BetMGM Sportsbook, I mean, you should be. I would take uh, the, to Coyote's money line on that 50th game. Just yeah, so. I like it. I know CWP is into Punch the voodoo card, magic. Voodoo magic. It's real. It's, it's real, real. CWP. Yep. There he is. Well, during the As game tonight, uh, we saw ads for the Coyotes. What, what do they call it? The event with the, they serve you. Oh, the, the waiters. Celebrity waiter. Yeah, celebrity, celebrity waiters. Yeah. Anyway, they're doing it at Gila River Resorts and Casinos at Wild Horse Pass. And we know it to be a great venue because we, we had uh, all of our Cardinals uh, home watch parties there. So when I saw that that's where it was, I thought, oh, my God, that's a really great choice. That so, it is, really? Where you yeah. do you? 
Yeah, you do you at Halo River Resorts and Casinos. Uh, Really, no one does it better with the the casinos, with the restaurants, the the sports book, all of it. It's just they're all unbelievable. They have locations all over the valley. And if you're looking for a little staycation, check it out. It's so much fun. And it's really state of the art as well, especially um, the Wild Horse Pass. It's it's just a great location. So you do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playathila.com for more details. And that's why, Leah, you say staycation? Like, buddy, there's nowhere in the United States of America. Leah just said it. You can't go anywhere in the United States of America. So just go where you can do you. Like, yeah. just go to the Wild Horse Pass. Stay here, for God's sakes. Your I feel plane like won't we need late. to go to the celebrity waiter thing at some point. I, we probably can't afford the, the plates. But, <laughs> but. You know what we could do? Buy one ticket. And then, like, we rotate, like, going into the bathroom and then just <laughs> hand each other the ticket. I love it. Or just have a mask. We can all have the same mask. Yeah, yeah and just hand a ticket. And <laughs> or dress as the magician. I wonder like if he'd like borrow his horse to do that. Well, I wonder if he's available that night. It, it sounds like a Seinfeld episode, the three of us trying to, to, to get into the waiter's event. I would love oh, to go my. there and complain about the service. <laughs> Especially your service, if, O'Brien. If you, could or... pick a, if you could pick a single player to, to have as your waiter so you can complain about the service, who would it be? Yeah, it would be O'Brien. I'd like to just to see how you <laughs> And then I'd give you, you the ticket. Yeah, and then give you the ticket. What did you say about me? It wasn't me. It was the other guy in the mask. I'm choosing Lawson Krauss because he's so nice. So it would just be really funny. Like I, I'm choosing Connor Ingram. Oh, you know, yeah, gonna, that's like, a good me. one. Gonna, I'd have barbs okay. coming my way. So. It's okay. <laughs> just, check on, just check on Veggie's cat for me. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> but I wish you would have taken the over in today's game on the Bad MGM Sportsbook app because it absolutely would have. And you should have taken the Chiefs in the freezing ice cold bowl on your Bad MGM Sportsbook app. By the way, it was, I tell you what, that quarterback was still on fire. And there's a lot more NFL football playoffs ahead, and there's a lot more hockey ahead in basketball playoffs. Geez, they're not that far away either, and those Suns are completely on fire. So make sure you sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Use the bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the uh, mobile app. For at least $5, you receive $158 instantly and an additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check the show notes for full details. And now, listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Speaking of Connor Ingram. <clears throat> Listen, <laughs> NHL fans. So let's just let's just say Colorado fans. Colorado fans, Vancouver That's just fans. Stupid. So the fan votes were announced today. Danielle, can we take a look at who was voted in by the fans for the All Star Game? Um, so you have Jeremy Swayman, okay. Alexander Gorgiev. We'll get to him. Wait, what? Kale McCarr, Leon Dreisaitl, Sergei Bobrovsky, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Morgan Riley. It's in Toronto. I get it. And then the whole city of Vancouver voted Brock Besser, <laughs> Thatcher Demko, JT Miller, Elias Patterson, and they're all deserving. They I mean, are actually. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, fine. Look at this list. Where which person on One this list? One of these things <laughs> is not like the other. And what you is that? You get me, Petey. You get me. It's Yeah, I I know it's it is a Sesame Street thing and I and I, and I the Alexander Georgiev, huh? Like we what? What what what? 
There, there is no in no no way is he an all star. Period. Like they spelled period. Ingram wrong. It, it is it's it is so horrific. You talk about Ingram as five shoutouts. You know how many Gargiev has? Yeah, you guessed it. Zero. Um, you want to talk about save percentage? Connor Ingram is 11th in the National Hockey League with all goalies playing more than 15 games, and that includes Aiden Hill, who hasn't played in two and a half months. He's 11th. Do you know where Gorgiev is? 36th. You want to talk about goals against average? Connor Ingram in the entire league in all goalies that have played 15 games? Connor Ingram's 13th. You know where Gorgiev is? 37th. It is literally not even close. Plus, by the way, if you looked, Georgiev plays for the Colorado Avalanche, which is a little bit better defensively than the Arizona Coyotes. This is this is just – I know the fan vote's a joke. I get it, and it shouldn't matter for anything. But honestly, if you're going to – like, I, I get it, but vote for a good – even the, the, the Vancouver Canuck players that are all in – they legitimately, Thatcher yeah. Demko, phenomenal. JT Miller's having one of his best years ever. Elias Pedersen has changed from a year where he was average last year to being lights out. Yep. Georgiev doesn't belong. No. And and what do you do about it? What do you, I get wanting to have fan engagement. I do. I, I like having them part of the process. But having them select who's in the All-Star game, it, it's stupid. First of all, it's going to be biased toward larger markets or better teams anyway. That's how it always works. So you're not going to have a true representation of all-stars. Secondly, a lot of them are just not well-informed. So what are we yeah. doing here? There's got to be a way to tweak this where you can still involve fans in something. But don't let them decide who's going to be in the game because of popularity. or Not when it's this many, in the ballots. It's stupid. Not when it's this many. Like, it shouldn't be this many players. Like, it should yeah. be you know, the fans get to pick one. You get to pick one. One in the East, one in one the West, or whatever. One division. from each conference. I like that. I like that. One, one, from each one from each division. That's great. Yep. Do one that. from each division. And and then I think we could all live with that. One from each. But to have this. But, and you, but you even look at who was left. Like if you wanted to do divisionally, you look at the Central and you look at the Central Division goalies. And I'm sorry, it's not Gorgiev. It's nope. Ingram. And a stat you didn't mention is he's top ten in goals saved above expected on every list out there. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that went up even more after tonight. Gorgiev is 21st on that list. This was all heading into tonight, of course. Um, but that's just another stat that I know Craig likes. It's just like on the one yeah. hand, Connor Ingram is now going to get rest in the all-star break. And that's yes. great. But he deserves to be an NHL all-star. And I'm sure that if you know Connor Ingram, you know his story. I just, I don't know. I think, I just feel like his play this season, he absolutely deserves to be an all-star and if you're going to have a goaltender representative from either the Central or the West, Connor Ingram is the best remaining goalie that was not voted into the All-Star game by either the National Hockey League or NHL fans. And listen, I get it. It's Arizona. You look at the list of markets that were voted in. It was Toronto, Boston, Vancouver, Edmonton, and and uh, and Colorado. So it's like, yeah, no, there's no Columbus Blue Jackets or... Or Florida yeah, we're, on that list. I get this it. This isn't the only fan base that's unhappy. I mean, trust me. Like, no, they're if, all if unhappy. You, like they're all I mean, slighted. Yeah. Like you said, Leah, they're all slighted. This this is just clearly nonsensical for a nonsensical game. And I shouldn't even fire up because I really don't care and I probably won't watch. I won't but either, but, but, I, but the one thing that I did find interesting on Shelby in in Shelby Grimes um, wait, I can't see it. That's too far away from me. But Shelby's comment is let the players decide. The players should have a vote. Who's the best player? You want to know who the best player is? Ask the freaking players. So I I, 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 I I, did get upset because I do think Connor Ingram deserves it, period. And I don't care 
I think their only goalie in the in the Central Division better than him right now is Connor Hellebuck. And Connor Hellebuck's benefit benefits from having a much better defensive team than Connor Ingram. Connor Ingram is better number wise than Ottinger right now. He just is. Like it's yep. facts. It's statistics. He's better than Georgiev. Honestly, isn't isn't even on the. Is, he's not even in the top thirty in any goaltending category. Like, come on. He's not in like, the conversation. Just, it's a joke. You know how you have the injury replaces. I feel like we should be allowed one injustice replacement <laughs> each season, and it yeah. would be this without a doubt. I like that. Yep. I agree. We'll but we'll so let's we'll fix it next year, Craig, when you go to see Gary. Okay, yeah. Yeah, add it to the list. All right, hang on. Yeah, go ahead. Wally. Prepare prepare to be even more upset about the All-Star game because let's look at the Oh, no. oh boy. <laughs> So the NHL um, revealed the All-Star Game jerseys tonight. If you're listening on audio, these are all over Twitter. Just search the jerseys. You could probably hear them through the audio podcast. (laughs) Let's take a look. Um, All right. So these jerseys were designed in collaboration with Drew House, the fashion brand co-founded by Justin Bieber. I get the Toronto tie-in, Justin Bieber, the All-Star Game, Toronto. Um, This looks like there was a submission by... Like kindergartners and Char- yeah, no, you know what? In fact, it looks like you, you know how you get the outlines that you have to color in. Yes, and the kids colored in three and just left the other one white. That that's what this is. This is a box yeah. of crayons right here. That's what or this like is. you yeah. take the bucket tool on Microsoft Paint <laughs> right. and you like just dump it. But also, why but, is the star shaped like that? Uh, well, I, I, you had theories, don't oh. you? Yeah. We well, theories? first of all, I want to hear Petey's thoughts okay. first. Go ahead. No, it's horrific. And again, it just, it just, again, just why? Who cares? And this, this game could not, be, be, don't care any less. And now I care less because <laughs> that's just they're, they're not even practice jerseys. If they, if the teams used to, when you used to wear practice jerseys for warmups, and you came out on that, I'd laugh at them. And that would just be for warmups. This is the All Star game. That's what you came up with. That's what fashion designers the came up with. The ones were so good last year. So that's, good. That's what upsets me. Like we've I, and listen, like. I know they brought the character like, of the city care, in, 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 in. Like, where's Toronto in that? Where's the Toronto city? Where, where Where's the Toronto feel of has Toronto? So much culture. I don't know. I don't get it. So Twitter, Lazy. of course, was at its best tonight. Yeah, it was. So let's take a look at some of the replies to the All Star jerseys. Uh, this one's my personal favorite. Um, uh, Twitter user Claire <laughs> photoshopped <laughs> so Patrick, Patrick, Patrick as the star Patrick because Clark. that is the shape of the star, and now I won't be able to Patrick, unsee it. I will say Patrick this too star. about this because I thought it even without Patrick behind it. First of all, I wondered why the the star points that are up where the arms are were curled in anyway. So it's almost like they were trying to imitate Patrick Star. I am just thankful that they put the NHL shield in front of his private so he wasn't exposed. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, it's so good. And that's at Claire Knack, N-A-K on Twitter, by the way. Next one, we got... <clears throat> 2024 All Star jerseys dropped with a picture of Heinz ketchup, Kraft mac and cheese, best oh, food, real mayonnaise, so and Heinz good. yellow mustard. That's at that's Kale Makar uh, on Twitter, but I don't think that's oh Cake Makar, <laughs> Kale's yeah. angles. There you go. That's, that's great. a great response. Um, and that's then great. there's that's one good. other one, uh, right? There's one more, Danielle, right? Okay, and let's take a look at that one because it's so freaking funny as well. I was dying on Twitter. I just kept sending these to Danielle. I was like, we have to show them all. Um, Are you team Cool Ranch or team Nacho Cheese Doritos Uh, for the All-Star jersey? So uh, that's Hannah on Twitter, BabbyBurgie37. Really freaking funny. So I needed to highlight some of these responses because they said it better than I think any of us could. Yeah, Petey, you brought up a great point too. Where's Toronto represented on that? You have nothing that says this All-Star game is in Toronto. You have instead, you have naked Patrick Starr. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it, I think that's one of the advantages of having an all-star game in a city. And you saw that with Florida. They were very Floridian-ish. I don't think that's a word, but... They were very Miami. Yeah. Very, very Miami. Yeah, Even yeah, though I didn't it. love them, at least I could understand what the thought process was here. I, I don't understand. This is this is the hotbed of hockey. This is Hockey Central in North America. This is the home of the Hockey Hall of Fame. And that's what you do for a sweater. I just, I'm stunned. Stunned. Okay. But moreover than stunned, I don't care. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, before we wrap up, um, the Tucson Roadrunners won 4 nothing last night uh, over Abbotsford, which is great. After we spent half our show yesterday pumping their tires, uh, they are currently down 3-1 to Abbotsford with seven minutes left in the second period. Ruh-ruh. Akuratu has Akuratu. a goal, assisted by Max Zuba. So it's just an all-time <laughs> scoring push but uh, i want to remind everybody we mentioned the audio only episodes pd did a in-depth catch-up with tucson roadrunners head coach steve potvin who gave really thoughtful answers on dylan gunther josh stone the state of the team carconi michelli vialta soderstrom so if you haven't given that a listen yet i highly highly recommend checking that out again wherever you get your podcasts uh it's an audio only episode so uh check that out Oh. Yeah, just don't do what Coach Steve Potvin did and yeah. drive while you're talking, and you know. You can uh, listen to the oops. podcast in your although, car, but no. <clears throat> although yeah. we've 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 suggested that maybe it was a fake background and he actually wasn't. <laughs> yeah, doing, so. just, just to look bougie. Maybe Connor Garland can sit still while he actually records his next week. Let's hope. <laughs> no man, we'll have to report back. Uh, but. Craig, what do you have coming at gophnx.com? Sometime tomorrow, I'll have the midseason report on the Coyotes, which, you know, might have just a slightly better tinge tomorrow than it was going to have after that Calgary. Good thing the Calgary game was in game 41. But, you know, you can't get too high, get too low, right, Petey? That's what they say. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's why it's funny. And I, and I, I will say that when you bring that up too high, too low, and in the midseason report, there's a lot of things that are going to go into that. There's a lot of, I know it ends on a high note with this big win, but but I, I'm telling you, the coaches are sitting on the plane tonight and they're they're not as happy as you think they are. I I'm, I, I went in there and I thought, gosh, you want to get your pom-poms out and be really happy at the win, but there were so many mistakes. And so they did not, they relied on their goaltender way too much in the second half of this game. And, and so there's still going to be that. I, I wish we could have talked to Bear after the game, but I'm curious to see what his comments are when they release those comments from tonight. Because I think there's a lot that they're going to look at tomorrow. They don't play till Tuesday now. So they're going to look at those and go, gosh, we, we need to improve in some of these areas. I, yeah. I, I just know that they're going to. Yep. I do have a uh, prospect report coming uh, later in the week as well. Um, this this one will feature Tanner Ludke, who was just in town with Omaha to play ASU in the Desert Hockey Classic. I will have something on Victor Soderstrom. Some very interesting thoughts on Victor right. Soderstrom. And I know you talked to Potts about him as well. And then I'll look at Melker Thielen in goal. Oh, just Clay Adams from the world. Clay Adams was over there to watch him. Just got called up to the SHL and played his first oh, game. Wow. He's literally played at all three levels of Swedish hockey oh. this season. Might have got a which, silver medal this year. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's so. awesome. Cool. And that mm-hmm. is for diehards only, of course. So become a diehard so you can read the prospect report, so you can read the mailbag, so you get access to our Discord. Craig and I did a live Q&A in the first period, which I think might have been the thing that turned the tide Probably. for the Coyotes tonight. Um, we <laughs> I think it was. A- That's why the first period was so good. Yes. We now have a whole thread in Discord about coffee recommendations in the Valley. So <laughs> some, you know, a lot of good stuff came out of tonight's game, but a ton of great reasons to become a diehard as well, such as 20% off on merch. You can grab the sweaters that PD and Craig are wearing right now, Arizona versus everybody, the PHNX hoodie, uh, as well as a ton of shirts and hats on the website. So check it out, phnxlocker.com, and become a diehard today. So many great reasons to become a diehard. 
All right. We'll wrap it up here, but I'll let PD give his final thoughts on this game because that's the PD way. I, I think the first period was outstanding and they need to continue that way. They have to have a good start in Calgary. And when you're watching this game, it's the first 10 minutes because you saw Calgary to just demolish this team in the first 10 minutes in the last game. They need to hang on and get through that first period tied or better. And the other thing we didn't talk about a lot tonight is their power play. Their power play goes for two for three tonight. I think their puck movement was better. I thought I thought Dursey looked outstanding at the top of the power play. And, and it's really important that they get hot during this road trip. So two for three on the power play and a great first period. Looking forward to the next game on Tuesday. Yep. Um, before we wrap up too, I don't want to forget, we had one more super chat from Roaring Fork and during the conversation about Gorgiev and he said, get Rudo on here to justify this. Well, we I might. Don't, I don't think Rudo I will actually. Will. Yeah. <laughs> Rudo was bad mouthing the goaltending the last time yeah, we talked to him. So, true. Yeah. It's very true. All right. Well, that's it from us tonight. We'll be back live on Monday to do a whole show on the midseason point just to go along with Craig's article. Uh, we'll have a special appearance from the What Chaos guys on that show as well. So that'll be Monday at 2 p.m. Be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel so you don't miss that. And you don't miss out on all the supplemental content. PD did a whole breakdown. He did a whole breakdown for the diehards only as well. So great reasons to subscribe to the channel. Um, and of course, subscribe wherever you get your audio so you don't miss those audio-only episodes. And you can also listen to all of our live shows as audio episodes as well, if that is your preference. But you can follow each of us on Twitter, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at S. Peters Hockey, at Abrica Danielle. And you can follow the show on Twitter, at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. And we will see everybody on Monday.